It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Gladys Knight. tried to record this uh, episode. Just about the fifth time, yeah. Yeah. I think last time, the fourth time was my favorite, so I'm really disappointed. But I do like that we keep heightening the stakes. The first time, the first two times we were like kind of normal. That fourth time, I mean, you were making a HelloFresh meal. Right now, you're driving to Costco. Yeah, domestic life. And let me tell you, that HelloFresh meal was a plus. It was terrific. Really? It was so That's good. Exciting. Stuffed peppers, so good. Yum yum yum. Couscous. I know. Oh, yeah. I saw what black beans, couscous. It's Enchilada it, it looked sauce. like it smelled good. Oh, it smelled. If that good. makes sense. Yeah, it smelled really. And you saw me in like my workout outfit. Were the peppers outfit. too overdone? No, they ended up being fine. Yeah, you look like Sporty Space. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So because I'm at work, we have to kind of get this going. But I realized this morning that we have to keep reliving this episode because it's Groundhog's Day. I know. It is Groundhog's Day. And when you text when you text me that it was Groundhog's Day, I was like, wow, it seriously, it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. Somehow, this is why. Somehow we keep having these very spiritual happenings with us, with The Muppet Show. We'll watch an episode and then something similar will happen in the real life. Or, or we'll watch an episode and suddenly we'll, ha- we'll be brought to light on who this person is in real life and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I feel like this is, this is our Groundhog's Day. The Muppet Show is very spiritual, and so is Groundhog's Day. It's just like a spiritual day. And I found out that the Germans brought it over with them, and I think they said they used a badger. Because I was like, who even invented this holiday? Why is this a holiday? Who thought, oh, um, if we look at a groundhog and the groundhog sees his shadow, which, how did they even tell that the groundhog sees its shadow? Like, I don't, I don't I, know that I either. I do not know. I do not know. Okay. I don't understand how that works. How many um, Coxie Phils do you think there have been? There has to have been at least 100. They grab that little dude by, like, the scruff of his neck. And then just, like, hold him up until he, like, gets scared. I'm a I don't, I don't, I don't, Chuck- I don't like the whole practice. I'm you a know, there's one in Milltown. Get out. There's a New Jersey one? Yeah, there's one in Milltown. I don't know what his name is. And they put this big inflatable groundhog on the front lawn. You should, like, kind of, if you can make a chance to get back, go past there. It's just on Main Street in Milltown. I know. It's close to me, too. I can do that. I should, uh, I know I'm going to have to, I'm not have to, I'm going to drive my wife to work tomorrow. My wife. And, uh, I can make, I can make it past there. I'll send you a picture. Um, I love when you text me random things, like when you're in my neck of the woods and you're like, uh-huh. oh, this closed or, oh, this is different now. <laughs> <laughs> the gas is still so cheap on the corner by your house. <laughs> All right, Meg, what do you think? Should we get things started? Oh God. Yes. We watched the Gladys Knight episode, episode 516 of The Muppet Show, airing in the UK on December 7th, 1980, and in the US on May 2nd, 1981. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump into it. Yeah. Cold open. Pops greets Gladys at a reception. Hi, Pops. Oh, who are you? 
I'm the guest on the Muppet Show this week. I'm Gladys Knight. Oh, me too. I'm always glad it's night. It's too hot during the day. <laughs> oh, I hope you didn't mind that. It's okay. I allow one per show. Okay, come on. She in, forgives him and says she allows one of those kinds of jokes per show. Glad it's night. I, this joke was fully funny last night, and I think it's lost on me now today. Well, it's daytime. It's still it's... light out right now. Last night, we, it was literally night, uh-huh. and, and we were glad it was night without being too late. Like hmm. the first, like the second time we recorded. Yeah. I, 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 I hope that this episode ends up being the one that we get to release, Megan. Gladys Knight's going to be, like, my favorite person anyway now. Like, I know this episode better than any episode we've ever watched, I think. This Gladys I think Knight so, episode. too. <laughs> I feel like I could almost do the notes from, like, from memory without having to read them. But yeah, next. I, I, I will continue to read them because their 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 language is so good. Working oh, the above ver- them on a ladder, a whatnot makes the same joke, prompting Gladys to shake him loose, sending him plummeting to the floor. Yep. <sighs> Our first bit. You ready? Mm-hmm. On stage, Kermit apologizes for the workers who are fixing the leaky roof of the Muppet Theater, just as one of them is pulled up to the ceiling by a rope. As he announces the guest star and introduces the opening number, he's nearly hit by a bucket of nails. A trio of whatnot archaeologists enter an Egyptian tomb singing night and day. Inside, they are greeted by three sarcophagi who join them in song. The caskets open to reveal three mummies, one of whom is Gonzo, wrapped in bandages, and whisper some of the tune, inhaling incense. The nine of them finish the song together. I always find it interesting, now this is like the 25th time that I've read that note, inhaling incense. Why stress that? That's really weird. I don't know, I didn't think anybody did that besides me when I was like a third grader. And I was like, oh, my mom let me have incense in my room. Did your mom have like those incense cones? I feel like those were yes. very nineties. My mom had to incense have cones, cones. Yeah. in like a weird burner. Yeah, like oh, that definitely. it would look like it was like smoke coming out of a chimney or something like that. My house was fully nineties house in the nineties with all like the coolest latest things, and by latest things I mean like Pure One Imports, uh, incense. Yeah. You got to Kirstie Alley without having to really fight for it. <laughs> we love Pure One. We love Oh Kirstie. my god. Doug, I have to ask you, is this song from one of my favorite musicals from the 30s, My Gay Divorce? <laughs> this song, Night and Day, yes. It's a Cole Porter song from 1932 from the play Gay Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> My gay divorce, gay divorce, okay. I called it my gay divorce. Yeah. (laughs) My big gay divorce. (laughs) Mila, what is her name? Mia Petropolis or whatever. (laughs) From the Greek wedding movie. (laughs) Okay. Christ. Backstage, a whatnot worker approaches Kermit holding a large plank of wood that he says is what holds the roof up. Startled, Kermit asks what's holding it up now, just as the worker's foreman comes crashing to the floor, following by debris from the building's structure. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't stress enough how like I feel like we don't have anything left to talk about with this episode. I wish everyone could understand that this is the fifth time recording this. 
Yeah, but I'm like, what did we say last you know, night like, with the I, roof I, off? I, oh, I, I asked you. I know what I asked you. I said, Doug, let's reenact it. I said, hey, Doug. <laughs> uh-huh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Meg, what's up? Since I think that the Muppets predates the roof is on fire, right? The roof. The roof. Yeah, The probably. roof is on oh, fire. Yeah. But does it predate raise the roof? that expression to like to raise the roof how am i doing does this sound natural right let me let me look it up let me look it up okay so raise the roof raise the roof megan raise the roof the expression raise the roof expression origin what's its origin story megan it's from the 1800s so definitely. So why didn't they make those jokes in this episode that they were going to raise the roof? Who invented that? That's in a real misunderstanding. The top hat was know. also invented in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> By the way, See, that was that wasn't in a piece of information that you added last <laughs> night when we did this episode too, and I still don't know why. It relates to this, or how you know that? <laughs> I've been reading about hats a lot lately. Oh, this is still from like Fez Talk. Was the Fez Talk in the last week's episode, or is it in two weeks from now's episode? I don't remember. You talked I about wanting a Fez. Two... I think last week. Yeah, and I accidentally called. No, it's in a future episode, and I accidentally okay. called the Shriners Shiners. <laughs> shiners, yeah, like a like a black eye. You'd get yeah, a shiner. Like, get a real shiner. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. Megan, Gladys sings Friendship Train on a cardboard cutout of a train with three engineers, Fozzie, yeah. Thank you. Slim Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting gas. <laughs> and some pigs, penguins, the Swedish chef, and a raccoon, Gonzo, and other whatnots. So you just filled it regular? I filled it regular because I'm at, thank you, because I'm at Costco and they have uh-huh. the gas. That's the cheap gas. I wonder how much it's going to, so, okay, how empty were you? I had about uh, 30 miles left. You had about 30 miles left. I'm trying to figure out how much your gas is going to cost you. I feel like this is a fun game right uh, now for me. In this economy, figure out how much 30 bucks, I think. You think about, yeah, that's what my guess is going to be. It's going to be like 32 about no, it's not going to be thirty-two because we're at Costco. Yeah, you think it, you'll be better than that? Uh, and it wasn't empty, empty. Okay. So then I'm going to go twenty-eight. I'm going to okay. say twenty-eight, twenty-eight, seventeen, because oh, Costco like doesn't me- Costco doesn't mess around and do the like even number. They just they, you're done. You're, they, yeah, they stop. I feel like so twenty-eight, seventeen. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, Megan, this is the song "Friendship Train." Gladys sings this song. It's from the 1969 album by Gladys Knight and the Pips, written by Barrett Strong and Norman Whitfield. Uh, this song's sketch was memorable because it, uh, you know, it's really about like uh, it's about like all coming together. It is. And, it's about all coming uh, together, but I'm very much distracted by the people coming, like hanging out outside of the train, like that are shellacked to the side of the train. Yeah, there's like hands and feet and puppets coming right out of the train. I think it's so interesting that Slim Wilson kind of looks like Jim Henson, but is performed by Jerry Nelson. Isn't that interesting? 
That is interesting. I thought it was supposed to be Jim, but it's not. Thank yeah. you. Want to know what it was? I do. What's the grand total? Twenty-four eighty-five. Twenty-four eighty. I, I was right about that one thing though, where they just cut it off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, and you go to and... a Wawa and you're like, fill it regular, and they're like, yeah. And they get you a nice even number. Yeah. And they overfill wow. it. And then Thanks, everything Biden. smells like gasoline. Mm-hmm. Two. All right, now, back... now my range is two hundred and ninety miles. But You're if they the- overfill it, it can go to uh-huh. like three hundred and something. I've seen it at I- like three three oh five. When we were kids and we went to the Outer Banks together on our, our camping trip, I remember stopping for gas in maybe Maryland for the first time and getting out of the car and having to fill the gas ourselves because, of course, we're from New Jersey where we have gas attendants. We can't legally fill our ca- our gas we, tanks ourselves. No, that's not how it goes. That's not how the slogan goes. The slogan goes, we pump our fists, not our pumps. I, I'm gas not. Pumps? I don't know what it's <laughs> Not Actually, our, I don't wait. know the slogan. I don't know how. Yeah, we pump, we pump, we pump our fists, not gas. Yeah, that's like Is it's that? like a Jersey Shore like era but reference. I remember getting out of my car and trying to fill and filling my gas tank, and then getting back in my car. And when I was, you know, when I would fill it, when I was home, it would be like oh, 120 miles to empty. We'll say, I get in the car, and because we were doing so many high, highway miles for a while. I got in the car and it said that I had like 200 miles until empty. And I was like, oh my God, I put too much gas in my car. Like, I was <laughs> freaking out that I did something to like harm the vehicle. That PT Cruiser couldn't afford any more damage done <gasps> to it. I was just thinking, what car did we do you drive down? And we drove down like the two worst cars. I think we yes. drove down your PT Cruiser and Lauren's Pontiac at the time. Lauren's Pontiac, friend. yeah. And I took all the seats out of the back seat of the of the the, <laughs> the PT Cruiser so we could fit more shit in it. Oh my god, that was crazy! And then we like—I uh, remember driving from the campgrounds to go get our bikes, and everybody loaded into the back trunk of the PT Cruiser. I remember when we got there, I had used marijuana and I had to poop so bad that it gave me an anxiety (laughs) attack. Oh my God. And then I felt better after I let it go. But like, Uh it's like, I know my body (laughs) could do that. (laughs) All right. Backstage, another whatnot worker tells Kermit he can fix the roof, but not here. It has to go into the shop. A crane then pulls up the roof. Letting the sun shine in. Gladys emerges wa- from her dressing room and says she heard it's supposed to snow. <laughs> By the way, that what? shop is in Jersey City in some, like, random backwoods. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. That's some, how they fix They have some... to just put it up on the lifts, and then they can fix your roof for you. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. We'll take Don't care worry. of it. Yeah. You're in good hands. Hospital. Dr. Bob, Nurse Piggy, and Nurse Janice attend to a weatherman in an operating room with no roof. One of the jokes is followed by a stroke of lightning, which Dr. Bob addresses the sky and says, I didn't think it was that bad. The weatherman sings lines from Stormy Weather, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, and Hail, Hail, The Gang's All Here. I realized last night when we were doing this that if I click the sky... It leads you to a wiki entry for the boss, which is like a Muppet version of like a god deity. The boss? That name's already taken. The 
first of all, don't tell two people from Jersey who the boss is. We know who the boss we is. We know right? who the boss is. The boss is a manager to Daniel, the angel who monitors the crisis of Kermit the Frog. Hello. Daniel is not an angel in the Bible, although it, angels' names do end in the I-L, so like Raphael, Gabriel. Daniel's not an angel, though. He's just, uh, he's just a prophet. I know you can't talk right now because now you have a customer in your store. Can't you just tell your customers that you're working? I mean, you're podcasting? I am at Costco. Did you ask me if I was at Costco? I'm debating whether I should go inside Costco and do this podcast or not. All right. Ooh, I put the lawn stuff out already. I guess spring is coming early. The groundhog was right. The groundhog just like reported it and then Costco just started stocking it. Is I, that what we're getting? Yeah, yeah. It's like the groundhog was like, yeah, spring's coming early. And then Costco's like, all right, time to put out our our spring lawn and garden. We were going to put out rock salt and shovels, but. God, over here. Everything's so much cheaper at Aldi. Like, we, I just buy like so much of everything at, the, at Aldi now. Oh, one of the things that we talked about last time, too, is that you're a red grape now, or a purple grape, and you used to be mm -hmm. a green grape family, and then also used to be a green grape. jelly. I wonder which time that was from. <laughs> I have no idea at this point. <clears throat> Costco surprisingly isn't that packed right now, but people still stand around like where you need to go to block you on purpose. Hurry. It's cute. With like their shopping cart and they're like on the other side of the store. On their bodies. So they can take up all that extra space. Uh-huh. I told you about the time I was in Costco on Route 9, right? And that lady dropped a whole stack of bikinis and then looked at me like I was supposed to pick them up. Seriously? She looked at me, because I was like there working at the time for Anderson, and I was doing something where I was like labeling TVs or something, and I like just looked over and she dropped this entire stack of clothes on the floor and then looked at me like, better come get them. <laughs> and I was like, so I don't work here, you're crazy. I think it's so funny that you're working. I know. Doug, people in stores talk on the phone all the time. I know it's not mm -hmm. your customer service no, policy. No, I'm kidding. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you press record this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're recording all this even. So uh, don't worry. Oh yeah, I won't worry. Oh, are you back? Okay. I'm like, I'm about to check out. <laughs> so, okay, you, let's, let's just take one second. Let's reset. So I had a customer and I took a pause. Megan 
went into Costco and did her shopping. I literally and finished all of my shopping in that I time. I can't believe you got in and out of Costco and before I was done with my stuff. That's crazy. I, I know. It is nuts. All right, Megan, you ready? Let's get I'm things, ready. Let's get, let's things, get things started. Again. Okay. Let's think, get things started again. So for, for the like, UK spot, a caveman backed up by a prehistoric pig sings Aliou. Animal chases Aliou. around a bear and butch with a club. But at the end of the sketch, he's pulled off the stage by a brontosaurus. Megan, and you have some stock responses for the song Alley Oop at this point, right? Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite hits made famous by the Hollywood Argyles. <laughs> Absolutely. And and Butch is uh, not the caveman in this sketch. No. Butch is, the, is the, 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 like, Siberian tiger or something, right? Why did they name him Butch? I don't get tiger? it. I don't know either. And meanwhile, that, that caveman is like a butch-looking caveman. Like he, That looks like it's his name. He looks I like, like butch. I like it. Next, Rolf and Gladys chat about Fat Mama Jefferson, Rolf's favorite blues singer, a basset hound, who sang, I won't hang my head in shame because I step on my ears when I do. Gladys says she leans more toward Mama, Ma Rainey, Dinah Washington, and Billie Holiday. Rolf responds by starting to play God Bless the Child. As Gladys sings the song, they're joined on stage by Fozzie, Pops, New Zealand, Annie Sue, Beauregard, Janice, and Scooter. Dinah Washington. I almost said Dinah Shore. Who was Dinah Shore? Do you remember Dinah Shore? That's like a 90s ass name. No, I know Dinah Washington now, but I don't know Dinah Shore. Dinah Shore. Dinah Shore. Shore. Oh, is this? Dinah Shore was an American singer. Did you see that Polly Shore is going to actually play what's his name? That uh, that 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 Richard Simmons movie Richard with Simmons. Polly Shore is, is that insane. real? That's completely unhinged. I think it's at least a real short. Like it's kind okay. of like a um you want to call it like a backdoor pilot kind of thing. Like a, mm-hmm, a, a proof mm-hmm. of concept that mm-hmm, Polly Shore mm-hmm. is going to play him in a short that they then hope to adapt to like a full feature. I Where did I see that... something like this happen before? Wait, oh, you know, I... the, the Weird Al Yankovic movie did that. They made a fake movie trailer for um, Funny or Die, and then it became a, they made it into a real movie eventually. Oh. Using a lot of the same, like, concepts and ideas. I think that Eddie Murphy plays, wait, what's his name again? I forget. Richard Simmons? Richard Simmons, yeah, I just almost thought Richard Pryor. He plays Richard Simmons in one of those Nutty Professor movies, I think, in the beginning. Like of the a type, movies. or or like in full like no, white face. In full white like silicone face or whatever. Uh-oh. Maybe it's full white. face. I actually really want to look that up now, so I can see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you should look it up because you have to fact check me because it could I be fake to, news. I have to keep you honest. Yeah, I have to fact yeah, check you. Yeah, keep me honest. But I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy does because I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, shit. That's insane if it is true. When Fog rolls in backstage, Kermit calls the last straw and scoot and places Scooter in charge while he goes to do something about it. There's no time for Fozzie to do a monologue, but since Signor Boffy's assistant didn't show up, Scooter assigns Fozzie to stand in. Signor Boffy turns out to be no problem with the fog, as he's a blind knife-throwing act who aims by the sound of his target's voice. Fozzie <laughs> panics as the knives start flying across the stage. Statler and Waldorf are also concerned as one of the thrown knives reaches their box. 
Kermit yells to cancel the number. Beauregard's reply lures the lures a knife that cuts the rope and drops the curtain. The fog is really rolling in backstage when a wind kicks up and blows away Kermit's running order for the rest of the show. Mm, well, first of all, Scooter is just, he loves when Kermit puts him in charge. He loves it. He absolutely loves the idea of this. Yeah, he's a little sniveling rat, and he's like, I'm in charge now. So yeah. I'm going to go let Fozzie get knives thrown at him. And I wonder what other bad shit he could have gotten them up to in that I, meantime. Do you think that Scooter would be Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter? Ron Weasley's rat, who turns out to be the guy Do I think who... that Scooter would be Peter Pettigrew? Is that what you just asked me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like if they did a Harry Potter Muppets adaptation? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and he turns into and he turns into Rizzo, right? Oh my or a Rizzo god! Type rat. They would make Rizzo play it because Rizzo is a rat already. Can you hear me? There's like no Wi-Fi in Highland Park, is my guess. No, I have tons of. I'm not in Highland Park. I'm in Edison, and I it says I have full service. Am I not doing well? Tell me when I'm back. Tell me when I'm back. Tell me when I'm back. Can you hear me now? 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 Wait a minute. Oh. Are you there? Are you there, Meg? It's me, Doug. All right, so then let me get back to the notes, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be goopy gal pals. We're, we're, we're closing it up anyway, Meg. We're closing it up anyway. So for the closing number, Gladys sings, I heard it through the grapevine with some grapes on a vine and zoot on sacks. By the end of the number, it's snowing so profusely that a snowbank builds up on stage around Gladys as she's singing.
Gladys signs off in a winter coat joined by Kermit, Scooter, the Swedish chef, Gonzo, Annie Sue, and a pig. So next week we're watching the Hal Linden episode, episode 517. Statler and Waldorf get their chance to do a better show than Kermit. They play host, while Kermit and Fozzie watch from the balcony. Unfortunately, Statler and Waldorf's acts don't turn out exactly as they plan. We'll be watching that episode next week. You can watch along with us and follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Message us. Write us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.